Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert Don Pizzette, DevOps engineer Justin Dennison, security specialist Daniel Lowry, and Peter. Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Uh, we've got a great show today. We're going to talk a lot about mobile uh, right off the top here because we have a guest, uh, Zaki Zak, from, uh, he's a co-founder and chief product officer at Cubed Mobile. And how are you doing today? I'm fine, thanks. How are you guys? Uh, we're very good. I almost said how are you doing this morning, but it's, I don't think it's morning where you are. You're, you're in Israel, correct? Correct. So it's uh, afternoon. It's afternoon morning. tomorrow, probably. It's five o'clock somewhere. You don't know yeah. how time zone. I don't know how time works. <laughs> since, since we're interviewing him now, does that mean it's afternoon for us too? And it's like yeah. almost yes. Bail. Yeah, I yeah. think we're we're on his schedule now. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we're gonna go ahead and back up after this. Yeah, yeah workday is pretty much done. Hey, well, let's go ahead and and jump right in and get to know you a little bit in our first uh, segment with rapid fire questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? Well, I'll go first today. Uh, can you just, uh, I went on your website and then I, uh, I think I have a grasp of what you guys do now. I watched the little video there, which I found to be very helpful um, with the cartoon for simple people like me. Uh, but if you could put it in your own words and kind of explain uh, what it is that Cube Mobile does. So basically we are, we found, we, we realized that there is a problem with, uh, with everything that relates to the uh, mobile device management and security. Uh, there are a few uh, solutions in the market, which um, probably many people know about, like the MDMs and the UEMs, the Unified Mobile De Management Tools. But we found out that many people, most, I mean, the, the employees, they, they don't really like uh, the fact that uh, you're installing, I mean, the IT, their employees are installing a complete agent inside their mobile and they are actually controlling everything around their mobile. So um, because we came from security and virtualization, we hooked all the points together and we, we thought to come up with a new approach to, all, to, this, to this domain. So uh, basically imagine you're holding two phones in your hand and you combine them into one, basically. And uh, one of the phones is a virtual phone. And this phone will have uh, all the features that uh, any phone has, like uh, a phone number, uh, ability to communicate, camera, access to, to the enterprise information, but uh, securely. And this virtual phone will also be managed and controlled from a, a management system. Um, so basically, in essence, uh, if if we if I will put it in, in another way, it's uh, tackling also the BYOD, the bring your own device domain. So an employee can come to a new uh, a new work, and instead of uh, getting a new physical device, uh, he can just get a link, and this link will lead him to install a virtual complete smartphone inside his smartphone. So it could be his own smartphone or it could be the company's smartphone. Um, this way, we are creating an encapsulated smartphone inside the mobile, and it's much more secure because if someone is hacking into the physical smartphone mobile, then first of all, you might not know that there is a virtual smartphone inside of it. So uh, this is one blocker. And even if it does, 
he will have much, uh, it will be much more difficult for him to, to hack into the virtual smartphone because this virtual smartphone is an encapsulated uh, object that is also encrypted inside the phone. So um, it will be much more, much harder to do that. Uh, it also solves uh, a few other uh, issues such as if the employee forgot his phone or the phone is lost or broken, he can very quickly uh, take another phone or even use, uh, you know, something from the drawer or uh, uh, ask for a phone from his colleague, uh, log into his account, and within minutes, uh, all the information, all his environment, his emails, uh, his contacts, everything that relates to his work will be downloaded from the cloud to his mobile, and he can start using his uh, work device. Uh, as if some, nothing happened. Um, he can also do that from his own uh, lap, uh, laptop, laptop or, um, or tablet. So um, I, I feel like you answered most of the questions we were going to ask you. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, that's great. Um, but, so, Peter, I got nothing. Yeah, but I am curious. Uh, what, what types of, of businesses do you see uh, using this type of service? We think that it could, uh, it could come from uh, SMBs up to enterprises. Uh, I do feel right now that SMBs are more appropriate because enterprises uh, already have solutions. Uh, they are using uh, our competitors' MDM solutions. Uh, SMBs at the moment, and this is based on a research we've done, they prefer not to, to go into the MDM because first of all, it's, it's expensive. You need to manage that. Uh, the employees don't like it so much. Uh, so we build the, the, the solution in such a way that it is very simple to, uh, to, to do the onboarding. So an IT manager or, or a small business uh, uh, CEO or, or, or manager can very, very quickly um, create his environment and send invites to his employees uh, to start using this uh, environment. Uh, we think it will take just a few minutes. And once the employee uh, got this invite, installed everything, verified himself, he will, with, again, within a few seconds, he will get his entire environment. His uh, email account will be already configured inside his mobile. He will have a second phone number for, for his work. It's not mandatory, but can, he can have it. Um, <clears throat> the access to files, uh, the applications uh, he uh, is using for work. So everything will be pre-configured. Um, so it could be very easy to use and friendly. So a, a couple of years ago, I interviewed a company that that offered something similar. You know, the idea was like a basically like a virtual machine that was running on the phone. So you had your the, the phone itself was the personal phone, and then the virtual machine was the business phone. Uh, but the the challenge they were up against, which I don't think they ever solved, uh, I asked them. I said, "Well, what phones do you support?" And they said, uh, "It was a few years ago, so I don't remember the model, but let's say it was today." They said it was the Galaxy S8. So just the Samsung Galaxy S8 and like the S10 is current. So, you know, there were several hardware versions behind. And, and so that was challenging for a company because they had to try and find these older phones to be able to support it. And people couldn't really bring their own device at that point. They had to bring their one device. So how did you guys overcome that? Because you are able to support iPhone, Android, like you, you have a much broader support base. Yeah, and I'm guessing uh, this company uh, used to call the Cellox and we know we, we know this solution, and you're right. They were only able to support the, the Google uh, mobile phone. Um, 
So we, we managed to overcome this. We, we, we can support any kind of a device, if it's an Android or uh, an iOS, and also all the, the range of uh, Android devices as well. Uh, because we, we, we used a different approach. Uh, back then, they created uh, a new firmware, firmware for, for the device. So this device need, was, was needed to be uh, installed a new firmware inside of it. Okay, we did it in a different way. We developed a full virtualization uh, engine that is uh, installed on a uh, low level of uh, the operation system of the Android. So it's actually interacting with the low low level of the Android, which is which is the, the kernel area, and we are actually simulating the the operation system. Well, let's stick in in the uh, in the mobile world here uh, with our our next segment, uh, this or that. So, what we're going to do in this segment is basically uh, kind of look at a point counterpoint of two sides of something, and uh, and in this one, we're going to look at MDM security, uh, Android or iPhone. And to me, just uh, off the the face of it, I would think that Android is easier because it's open source or you can you can get in there and have a little bit more freedom but is is that your guys experience I think if you read the media right now most people feel that iOS is more secure right because Apple has repeatedly refused the FBI's request to decrypt phones and their phones encrypt by default and and people I think have a little more trust in Apple uh, probably misplaced in a lot of cases <laughs> but they have that trust versus Android where there's 20 different phone manufacturers, and they all operate at different standards. And while it is sort of open source, there's large components of it that aren't. Um, and so I think from a business perspective, it's all over the board, right? And, and if you look at like the, the president of the United States, where he's got an Android phone, they used Blackberries for a long time. Yeah, that's Android. Obama had the that special Blackberry, right? Wasn't right. There? Yeah, because he didn't want to give up the Blackberry. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, but they, they didn't go to iPhones. But meanwhile, we get this media perception that iPhones are more secure. I I kind of wonder how that fits in with something like Cube Mobile, where if you're running kind of like a virtual phone on top, does it really matter at that point? Like, are, are they both equally secure or unsecure? Go ahead. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's that's a good Good question and, and a good approach because uh, the virtual operation system or the Cube Mobile environment is uh, is more secured because everything that goes inside of it is encapsulated and encrypted, so it's it's going to be much harder to uh, to penetrate into that operation system. Uh, so uh, it's much more secure. So uh, we can offer a higher security level for the Android system for enterprises and, and companies. And I know there's a couple exactly. of companies that have actually tried to get out and put a like a, a security focused phone, but the trade off is usability. So you know if people can't run their Facebook app or trivia cracker, you know whatever, <laughs> whatever it is they play. Uh, what was it from last week? Uh, Farmville or, yeah. or something? You know if they can't run that, uh, then they they feel the phone loses the value. But you know you've got to maintain that security. I I haven't seen a security focused phone be successful yet. So, so I'm curious though in in uh, this situation with Cube Mobile, if I'm uh, obviously at at the company and I'm uh, I'm on the company's network when I'm on the uh, secure half of of my my phone, am I on the Wi-Fi as well with my other half of the phone, or can you restrict certain sides like that? 
I, I heard the, the start of okay. uh, the, the question, but I think I think I can answer that um, uh, only by hearing the, the beginning. Uh, the, the, the fact that we have two complete environments, so the employee, the user, he, he can run his private uh, applications like Facebook or Instagram or all these uh, stuff he likes to do. He can run it on his private mobile and and do whatever he wants on, on his private mobile. Then he has his uh, secured environment, the, the work environment, where he will run only the application that the employee, the company, allows him to, to run, okay? Um, I didn't mention that when I described the product, but we also, uh, this, this entire management system also have uh, its own app store. So the, the, the admin, the, the employee can decide which application will be installed or not. So blacklist, whitelist, which application will be pre-installed. Uh, if, if, and, and if the employee can want, it will be able to install anything at all, except from the, the applications that were pre-installed by, by the, admin, the, the admin or the IT. Do you, do you have to worry that, about um, security issues that other virtualization platforms would have to worry about? Things like um, VM hopping, that kind of stuff. So if I had, my Android phone and I downloaded malware on the actual phone itself. Does the app is the app still then safe, or can it maybe propagate into the inside of the app? Or do you have security features around that? Yes, absolutely. There are security features around that uh, that monitors the uh, this environment in all time to prevent attacks from malware or, or any kind of, of attacks. Uh, our, our company actually started from uh, from security. Uh, is this a our unit, team unit 8200 thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I'll take so, that as a yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> hey, so uh, this sounds like a, a really cool product that I think a lot of people would be interested in. And I, I know you guys were, were going to be at, at MWC, but we were talking earlier about uh, some coronavirus issues and uh, that not really being a thing anymore. So is there is there anything coming up for you guys as, as far as events, or is the easiest way to find you just uh, head over to the website? Uh, no, actually, we are now reshuffling our plans because of uh, the cancellation of the MWC. We have a plans to be... Uh, in, uh, in, the, in a security show in, in London in, in June time, I think. But uh, we are definitely going to do some reshuffling and probably uh, go and attend some other shows. And uh, we will update our plans in, in the website. Fantastic. Well, uh, cubedmobile.com is the address. And, and thank you so much, Aki, for, uh, for taking the time with us today. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. But we have more Technado with Don Pizet coming up right after this. We're going to get to the news, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you a career changer or a budding tech pro who's looking to start their career in IT? I'm Wes Bryan, and along with my fellow IT Pro TV edutainer, Cherokee Boos, we've just shot a new show just for you. Each week, we'll dive into topics to help you launch your career in tech. Watch how to get started in IT on YouTube now. Just head to youtube.com forward slash IT Pro TV to watch and look for new episodes every Saturday at 9 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. All right, welcome back to Technado with Don Pizet, and thanks so much to Zachy Zach for joining us. That just sounds like a radio DJ from like the '60s, doesn't it? <laughs> Zachy Zach, like Casey Kasem. Yeah, Zachy Zach's been in the hits. 
Here in Cleveland. All right. Uh, we do have a lot of news to get to, though, uh, today. Our first article is from The Verge. Google Forms could secure Nevada's caucuses or throw reporting into chaos. Uh, let me go ahead and jump in on this. It, that, those are the only two possible yeah. outcomes, right? Like, <laughs> it could be good or, or it, it could, could be, be bad. Yeah, it could be fire and <laughs> damnation or, you know. I mean, heaven descends. So, like, I'm kind of confused about this article. They're like, we wrote an article. Could be good. Could be bad. We're not sure. That's but it, but it was more about the the other application that they like pieced out. We're on, right? talking about right. yeah, the Iowa caucus had that fiasco, and Nevada was slated to use that same software and decided, hey, maybe not. Yeah. And so they turned to they said, who can get this done in a week and a half or whatever? And uh, so they turned to Google, and and I didn't realize they were just going to use Google Forms. So we're just basically doing Google Drive. Well, uh, think think about like a, a last minute change, right? So uh, everything got screwed up in Iowa, and so now they've got to back off of this. They can't use that app. What I mean, is they a, could. What is, <laughs> oh, they could, yeah. what is a secure, reliable way to share numerical information between locations? I, Slack. I think they made not a bad choice. Well, see, like Slack doesn't give you any spreadsheet capabilities or a form or anything. So somebody in the DNC for Nevada, I guess, uh, stepped in and said, hey, let's just use a Google form. People can punch in. It'll go right here. We still have the paper backup. And you can password protect that then. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, you can enforce that you have to be logged in with certain accounts part of an organization to use a form. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the article on The Verge spins this off as like, ah, oh, this is going to be a train wreck, right? But I, I don't it think happened. it's that bad of an idea. And Thanks to the magic of how we record, record these things, we already know the future. That uh, uh, the caucuses seem to go off fine, and all the numbers got in, and we don't have giant uh, controversy. People aren't demanding a recount. Yeah, and, I think uh, we had reporting that night, and and this was a uh, Pacific Coast state in uh, yeah. Pacific Coast time, and and I remember seeing it on what was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday night. They already had results, and so that that means it worked. And uh, this would have been uh, let me do the math real quick free. Uh, compared to hiring an app development company. Yeah, obviously, and you could pay for an account. Supposedly, they, they actually do have an enterprise account, yeah. but it's still, I mean, it's like six bucks a user or something to do <laughs> yeah. it. And, uh, you could have uh, registered every voter. <laughs> now goes now we can switch from being shocked about the software they use to being shocked about the candidates like we're supposed to be. <laughs> like the good old days, yeah. right? So I will say, you know, reading through this article, they, they did spin Google Forms in eh, semi-negative light mm. during times. But I can't tell you how many people have come to me with app ideas, and it's more or less just like a form. And I go, you know, you could build that in Google Forms. Today. For free. Yeah. For free. <laughs> They're like, but it won't have our styling. I'm like, but you don't know if it's going to work yet. So version one's a Google Form for free. Yeah. And they get really weirded out because I'm telling them, I don't want your money, and I don't want to build a custom solution that already exists. So yeah. weird stuff. There's entire companies like Smartsheet where they specialize in this, you know, online. It's a form. It goes into a database that really a lot of that can be recreated in Google Docs or uh, Office 365 could probably do the same thing. Like, I, I think this was this was a, a great demonstration of how the cloud can come through as a solution at the last minute. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me here, too, is one of the concerns they had, and this would have been for anything, was connectivity issues in, in Nevada. You know, you have... Uh, desert in a lot of areas where there's, uh, it, it mentions on here, sometimes you might have to get the results, then drive 30 minutes to be close enough to a cell phone tower and then upload your results. But, uh, you know, that, that would have been with the other app or, or this as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that same problem would exist. So that's not really a Google thing. And when uh, you look at those Verizon maps of coverage, like 
Nevada's the the one state that isn't red. Now, now I will say I don't know about Google Forms, but the other like G Suite products like Docs and stuff, they have a local cache. Like you can work all you want to without connectivity, and as soon as you reconnect, it goes. Yeah. So uh, do y'all does Google Forms do that? Do you know? I'm not sure if you can submit a Google form. I don't know if someone else has been editing it though, because it would have to. But uh, but uh, you're only editing your county or. Yeah, you'd be appending, not yeah. necessarily I'm editing. I'm an anti-technologist, so no. Oh. <laughs> You're everyone like carrier pigeons. I think we should have done it like, um, like in in Jesus's times, where everyone has to go to the city of their birth <laughs> yeah. with their entire family, and then and we all have to immaculately conceive a yeah. child. Yeah, because I've got a manger out back that I've business. got an Airbnb <laughs> that I've been like waiting to hmm? get somebody in there. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think those those days are gone. Just my pitch. All right. Uh, our next article is over on Endgadget. FCC forced to ask for public feedback on net neutrality repeal. It defeated Mozilla's attempt to undo the net neutrality ruling, but courts want the FCC to check its working. And if I remember correctly, this is going to do nothing because last time, wasn't it all bots that that uh, filled out the, <laughs> yeah. the feedback? Uh, uh, this this article. Like you. if you if you read this article, you might get a nosebleed because mm-hmm. there's a there's a sentence in there that was like, should you not look for the repeal of not like there's like triple knots or something in there. I found the verbiage of the article. Very confusing. Um, so it took me a little bit to go, are, are they for, are they against, are they, what are they telling us? Um, but then as you get a little further, it, it's a little clear. But the first part of the article is really confusing. So the, the thing is they're, they're blending two different stories together here. And so one part is how Mozilla was trying to repeal the repealing of net neutrality, right? Trying to basically get net neutrality reinstated. And the court said, no, you can't do that. Like, the the FCC was within their rights to cancel net neutrality. They did it. It's done. You can't put it back. So that means that if we want net neutrality again, we have to get the FCC to basically pass that as a regulation or get Congress to push it through. You know, that, that's got to happen if we want it back. All right, so the court said that's that. But the court said it is the FCC's obligation, obligation to act in the best interest of the public. And so they have asked the FCC to now initiate a study— basically to accept uh, commentary again on whether people have experienced negative impact of having a multi-speed internet or a multi-class internet, right? So the FCC was basically saying, look, we don't need net neutrality because people will get the same service regardless. It, It doesn't make a difference. And so the courts are now saying, you need to prove that to show that you are acting in the best interest. And if they weren't, you know, if they go and find like, wow, the internet sucks now that we don't have net neutrality, then they're going to need to step in and put some new regulation in place to protect it. But, uh, but I, I think either just a minute ago you said it, or before the show you said it. Like it's total bullshit anyway, right? Because the submissions don't. Even if the submissions were like all humans, they don't get looked at. Like they don't actually influence the policy proceedings at all. Well, that's worth it then. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I was about to go get my feedback and. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go home. The negative instance that they mentioned in the article is interesting because uh, I didn't realize Engadget is owned by Verizon, but Verizon throttled the Santa Clara Fire Department in that during during the fires last year, and uh, and that's one article they or one instance they point to of a a negative effect. But I didn't realize is uh, what's his face no longer? Yeah, yeah. Is he not part of this? Says FCC Commissioner Jessica Rosenworcel. Yep, I said that right. R O S E N W O R C E L. How would you say that? No, you said it. I, yeah, it's you, perfect. You said it exactly how I would say it, but it's it's still funny. Yeah, it's still funny. So 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't recall when, but I do seem to remember him going back to work for one of the lobby groups, didn't he? Wait, he he went to work for the the very lobbyists that lobby the... Well, that's where he came from. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> that's very, I was being sarcastic. So, oh, actually, wait, he is chairman of the U.S. Uh, federal, or yeah, the FCC. And she's the commissioner. The commissioner, oh, okay. Wait yeah. a minute, how does that hierarchy work? Yeah, well... I'm sure they're asking the same question right now. <laughs> assistant it, to the regional manager. Maybe it's intentional. Or assistant uh, regional manager. Like if we keep this confusing enough, we'll always be able to pass the buck. So, right? but if it's confusing, <laughs> what what's the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission? Mm-hmm. You think? But isn't would... like communication supposed to be clear? So their their main thing not the FCC. was to make sure that you know in the in the original form was to make sure that uh, radio waves didn't. Over, like radio stations didn't overlap, and then they kind of expanded out so that electronic devices wouldn't interfere with communications devices, and so they've kind of grown over the years to encompass other things. So um, I hope they've added the "Are you a robot?" checkbox now to the form. For yeah, putting in things, or or you have to like identify the ones that are pictures of cake. Which ones have taxi cabs? And then you're like so looking some, at it, going, "That's a that's a pie," I think. So so sometimes those things. It was like, which ones have traffic lights in them? I was like. Well, the traffic light actually spans like five different grid spots. Do I check all of them? Or yeah, do like I check the one that actually has a light on? The wire to the traffic light. Is, yeah. there, is that part of the light? So I, I'm, I've definitely got asked it. I'm like, yeah, it's that one. Oh, I got it. Which one has cars in it? Okay. Well, I figured I got it right the first time. But I think they should do like in Blade Runner and have a question. You know, you see a duck eat its child. How do you feel? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because computers don't feel? I get hungry. That was, remember Deckard did the whole test on the... Only humans would yeah. react to this, something <laughs> like that. You'd monitor the eyeball and subtle variations would show. I'm like, man, out. I am hungry. Is that like a turducken? <laughs> that joke is good. <laughs> oh, that's it for time on that oh, one. Oh, no. Stick a fork in it. It's time that one really well. Uh, all right. <laughs> our next article uh, is from The Register, which I'm... S- it's every my favorite time. source of questionable tech news. Yeah, every time I struggle with that logo. Is that is that a, a bird? Of that looks like a condor or a vulture. It's supposed to be a vulture. Okay. So we're picking uh, the carcasses. Why, news. Why, would, why, why would... We're a news agency. Do we need a carry-on bird as part of our logo? <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're like the ambulance chasers of IT. <laughs> All right, let's check out this article. Apple drops a bomb on long-life HTTPS certificates. Safari to snub new security certs valid for more than 13 months. Keep your crypto below 398 days after September 1st, and you're all good. So this is saying if I bought a certificate that said it was valid for multiple years, all of a sudden... Safari's not going to honor it. Not yeah. valid to them. Didn't didn't Google already do this? Am, am I misremembering that for Chrome? Not that I'm aware of. Oh. Did they? Maybe I'm misremembering. I'm could have swore we talked about that. Being a Luddite, this does not affect me. <laughs> what, what would I search for? To uh, Google Chrome certificate lifetime age. certificates. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you go to buy a certificate, let's say I go to DigiCert right now and buy a cert. Uh, they sell one-year, two-year, and three-year certs. And as an administrator, I'm always tempted to buy that three-year because I know I won't have to change it out for three more years. I'm lazy, right? I don't want to have to go in and, and modify that. But... The longer a certificate is valid for, the more time an attacker has to try and, and exploit it to be able to get that private key or once they have it to decrypt that data. So a shorter certificate lifetime helps to improve security. And that was one of the principles behind uh, Let's Encrypt. Let's Encrypt, they said, this is free, so we'll do a maximum certificate length of 90 days. 
And so that's what they did. You can't have a cert over three months. And so that's very aggressive, but it's free. You don't mind renewing. But when you go to DigiCert or somebody like that, you got to pay. Right. And so uh, it's not as ideal. People buy long certs. Now, I did a quick check before the podcast to see who had certs that were over a year in length. Uh, Apple was fine. Amazon was fine. Facebook was fine. Microsoft had a two-year cert, uh, a cert issued in 2019 that expired in 2021. Uh, so Microsoft's current certificate would be affected by this. And maybe you, the listener out there in TV, radio land, whatever, uh, if you've got certificates that are more than a one-year length, then you need to consider reissuing those with a shorter length or you know replacing them uh, because more and more browsers will probably follow suit. So using the internet here, um, we did find an article from last August saying Google is planning to cut the lifetime of SSL certificates to one year. But they haven't done but it. But I can't find an article that confirms that that did happen, so I don't know yeah, if there was so pushback. Yeah, so I, I vaguely remember talking about that because we also – I'm pretty sure we talked about AMP websites. Like Google was forcing like how they web works yeah. by their like large amount of power. So I was like, I'm pretty sure Google's – but maybe they were just planning to. They don't have like a here's when it's going to happen kind of thing. Well, I – Prior to the episode, I used Chrome to go to Microsoft's website, which has a two-year cert and didn't get any warnings on it. Mm. So uh, if, they, if they're planning on it, maybe it's in one of their Canary builds or something, yeah. but not, not in the main. Uh, but Apple has announced that they're going to do it after September 1st. So you still have like uh, seven months. This is my fast math. I went to public <laughs> school. Give me a break here. <laughs> so it's seven months, and uh, uh, and then that'll be a big deal for all 10 of the Safari users. You could always just win. You have less than a year. <laughs> I'll teach him to sniff glue in the parking lot for the podcast. <laughs> uh, this gasoline is delicious. <laughs> so sorry, you might have said this, but I was I was looking at the internet. Um, if I if this happens and and I then go to one of those sites on Safari, do I just I won't be served that site? Oh, uh, you get ransomware. <laughs> just by default from Safari. Safari actually does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. right from Apple. It, it's it's weird. It's Apple ransomware, so you know it's high quality. Yeah. The and user experience of it is top notch. The ransom note is light gray text on a white background. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of shimmers in and out, and then the text gets a little bit bigger because and they're drunk with power. Thank it's you guys for helping. <laughs> Now, you'll get the standard invalid certificate warning. So if yeah. you go to a site, you get a warning that says this site's not secure. You still go back go. and yeah. Warning. They, they make it hard to say, like, go there anyway. You have to hit more and all that mess. So I think Firefox, like, there's been sites where I haven't been able to do that. Like, I had to go and, like, change a setting and add an exception. Oh, yes. Before I and then go well. back to yeah. the site yeah. because there was no proceed anyway. They're that, like, no. I had that happen with Burp Suite. I was huh. trying to, like, access and use the, the CA from uh, uh, Burp Suite. And would yeah. not let me go to secure sites. I had to go in and make an exception for it. Yeah, the easiest way to set that up in Firefox is just uninstall it. And, uh, <laughs> but then I can't use all my cool hacker tools. Like I'm I will, relegated to nothing. I will give Daniel that there have been times where I've had to use like Burp. Firefox by far is the easiest to set yeah. up to use with Burp. Well, like all the Grease Monkey scripts and stuff, that, that's, that all works super easy in Firefox. And then you can fight with it in Chrome. Yeah, in Chrome they're like, now, let's say you have a year and a half to kill. And you need to figure out how to run all these things. We'll see you later. Peter's having a good time with the soundboard. Yeah. No, that means that that's time for that article. Oh, I thought we I won something. I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Peter. I'm sorry. I did have these, this whole new set of sounds that I got specifically for Justin. You suck! Um, Thanks. Stuff like that. So. That was uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that was Digital Juice, our free... <laughs> Sound. Well, I think Digital Juice stole that from Happy Digital Gilmore. Juice steals <laughs> lots of things. I'm pretty sure that was Kevin like, Nealon, right? Like I'm sure I'm sure this song is called uh, Bunny Hill. No, it wasn't Kevin. Nealon. On Digital Juice, that's that's Bunny Hill. 
Bunny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> it's all whatever yeah. we can do to get around uh, trademarks and things like that. Good times <laughs> trademark. All right, let's move on to... It's a derivative work. <laughs> Uh, I think there might be an article within this ad um, <laughs> on InfoSecurity Magazine. <laughs> you can see Peter's screen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, what's going on here? It's like, Down we're using there, cookies, Ed, we there's an article. InfoSecurity, oh no! There's an article under here. Click, roll. Phil Muncaster. <laughs> yeah, Phil Muncaster, the great uh, EMEA news reporter for InfoSecurity Magazine, brings us this one. U.S. gas pipeline shut after ransomware attack. So on, is that the right verb? Shut. Well, it's the uh, he, he's from the UK. For some reason, I just imagine someone <laughs> walking out there going, <laughs> <laughs> and like hitting with a dampener. Listen, Billy Lim, ransomware attacks have well, gotten us good. So I mean, technically, they did have to shut the pipeline down. Yeah, but so. that's what I'm saying. It's a shutdown because it's a very large process, right? It's just not some guy going out there and going. Hey, can you shut the pipeline? The yeah. Just close yeah. the pipeline door. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking about like the gas to my house. I can I can turn a knob. Yeah, but you're not a pipeline, Don. <laughs> it's a pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about yay big. I'm, but, but, it's about the size of a dime. So when you're about dealing with a highly combustible service like this, I'll bet there's a knob. I bet that there is. Maybe even just a button. There's probably. Oh. <laughs> Justin. He got me. He got me. He got me. Yeah, but, but yeah, big. Okay. <laughs> Great. Justin's going to cry. Uh, so. No, he wasn't talking about me. <laughs> so, right, so how many Bitcoin is it to get your pipeline yeah. flowing again? Well, you know, I, I guess that's a positive side of this one is uh, they didn't say in there that, you know, they're paying the ransom or whatever. But the big problem here is that they had their IT network and then they had their operations network that actually, you know, is what the, the gas equipment was attached to. Uh, and apparently they had not isolated them. So the ransomware, uh, there was a spear phishing attempt against one of their employees that allowed the ransomware to get on their regular IT network. And then it was able to cross the boundaries over to their industrial side to hit all of the other gear uh, and basically shut the system down. And the the organization, which I don't think they ever actually name which pipeline it was, uh, but they basically had no cybersecurity policies in place whatsoever. Just none at all. All of their disaster recovery and incident response stuff was all based on physical incidents. It's air gap, Don. Uh, well, it's hard to get in. Oh, shit. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in this case. So, um, There's a USB uh, port just on the bottom of the pipeline, I think. Yeah. So they played the, we, we didn't know it could be this bad card. And uh, so, you know. that <laughs> Because we are Luddites and we just don't use Wait a minute. Yes. Wait. So that's when you got. So what if I was smoking around an open leak in this pipeline? And they're like, that could be horrible. And they said, well, no, that's when you go turn this knob over here. You shut off the gas. Oh, People put that cigarette in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so when I read this, all I could think of, so it's a horrible one of the series. Live free or die hard, mm. right? With Justin, yeah. what, that was the one with Justin Long. Yeah. That was, uh, but the entire premise is they're attacking like infrastructure yeah. like this, right? The fire sale. The fire sale. So I was like, yeah. oh man, Justin Long got in there. Well, there yeah. was a, a James Bond where he was in a pipeline at uh, some point. I don't care. And there was a, there was a bomb <laughs> in the pipeline. Well, this is how did he breathe? Did he have like a black gold never dies? He had some sort of motor vehicle. Oh, he was driving there. through yes. gasoline. This was a Denise Richards one, maybe. Or? Denise. Ri Halle How Berry? old are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I grew up on the movie Wild Things, okay? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you model you, your life you, after it? You yeah. could yeah. say grow up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't come in here. <laughs> I'm watching my movie. 
son, we got to take that movie back to the <laughs> store. <laughs> no, it's I'm watching mine. my stories. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the tape, right? <laughs> Funny, it was yeah, just was a Kevin fun. Bacon scene. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know there were other people in this movie? Uh, yeah. I did not. Well, um, Mom, shut the door. Well, kudos to the uh, Native American tribe that uh, that facilitated this ransomware. <laughs> I like. I am not affiliated with what Peter just well, said. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm assuming that after trying through the courts, you know, yeah, to yeah. get these. Off I mean. There, so Daniel and I were talking earlier. There's just like this this moral thing. I'm not gonna say that like this ransomware stuff. It seems like a pretty good gig if you don't have any. Like, <laughs> like yeah. if you're living in your mom's house and you well, got I'll, access no, to I'll the internet, you that, and you're watching wild things. I'll read it. <laughs> it's on the hotel TV. Uh, yeah. uh, I did see a uh, a story this week of a guy um, that was calling, um, people, probably elderly people, I think up North and saying, uh, you know, I can help get a virus off your computer. You need to send me money. But he physically meant in the mail via FedEx and like they intercepted the packages at FedEx because somebody and they showed up and hit him with Billy club well, pretty much. But uh, it was just like, <laughs> that's why they invented Bitcoin because of that guy. So he can get his money. It's certainly working. Like, you know, when's the last time you heard about a ransomware person going to jail but, or being figured out even who they were? But listen, he doesn't have time to think about Bitcoin with those wild things on repeat like that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to let be you a live recurring it. Theme. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, like, well, he gives me hell world. all the time, so I got to <laughs> retard it. Yeah, it was a great film. T- <laughs> it was an Oscar. He got an Oscar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Best lighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best uh, best grip. Key grip. Yeah. Hey yo. How do I not have that as a sound? Rim shot. Boom boom. Oh, no. 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 Not uh, that. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's the one. That's better. That's okay. the one he uses when his wild things is on. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Shut the, the door. Blade man. What is it? Looks like I'm not gonna make it uh, to my volunteering tonight. All right. Uh, over at MacRumors.com, we have our next article. Slick Wraps suffers data breach after ignoring warnings from security researcher. And Slick Wraps is, of course, uh, the the people that make the wraps for your phone. And oh, I thought and you were going to say condoms. No, they might uh, make those. Yeah, I'm telling you, I thought it was a. Sex yeah, you can you can get your picture. Uh, <laughs> Print any design on it. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, my <laughs> mind is going wild with that. Could I get? You remember those old war bombers with the teeth? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Could I get one of those? Because that's what women want. Teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jokes on you. Justin takes his teeth out. <laughs> All right, so anyway, slick wrap. Uh, so we're gonna have to flag this one, right? Well, yeah, this <laughs> can't go in the regular YouTube. Oh man, yeah. this has been fun though. Justin is sweating. We took Justin's my fan away. My Gooch fan ain't there. <laughs> Uh, gooch fan. Anyway, what slick wraps do? Yeah, so they were they didn't listen to people that are smarter than them. Yeah. Oh, uh, classic mistake. <laughs> 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 so, uh, when I came across this article, uh, there were a few weird things. Like, first off, it was on Mac Rumors, uh, which is one of the sites that I follow. I don't usually follow them for security news, but this is tangentially attached to cell phones, so that's why it was on there. Uh, at first, I thought this was going to be a good morality lesson for people like, hey, if a white hat hacker approaches you and says, hey, I found a compromise in your website. You should thank them. And throw money at them. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got a bounty program. But even if you don't have a bounty program... At least say thank you. If it's something like super severe, it. start one right then and give that guy some money. Well, in <laughs> this case, he engaged uh, 
I guess with with the company, and instead of thanking him, they blocked him on Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and basically just stopped communicating. And so then he publicly disclosed it. Uh, hackers got into their website and ripped the entire customer database out, and then emailed all of does, the customers. Does he have any liability there? Well, because I understand saying, you know, but he being upset a- that that you went and and showed it to them, and they said, you know, we, we don't care. But when he when he releases that, I mean, is he? It's just a dick move. It's, right, it's a dick move, but it's, it's kind not of criminal, dick. right? Right. So I did a little more research on this one. I dug in and got as much as I could because all of his tweets have been removed from Twitter. His Medium post where uh, he posted it up, that's all gone. Uh, so all this got removed. But uh, through my uh, investigative that journalism, is still alive though, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to get uh, Edward Armuro Award or something. No, we're. Uh, we're I think that's wait. the JD Power Award. Yeah, we're, JD, oh, no, JD our, Power. Power our GD Power. GD Power. Power. Yeah. Award. I'm trying to earn my Where's GD, our GD Power, Power, Power Award. Award? <laughs> yeah, because Don's the best truck. So. Natural gas powered. Uh, so uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, he he found a weakness in their site. Uh, Daniel, you probably remember the Dirty Cow. Oh yeah. Exploit. yeah, yeah. So uh, that one came out in 2016, and they yeah, you hadn't see the logo for that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty cow. Yeah, it is. So uh, so they, they hadn't patched for it. So he used that and found that he could write to the file system on their they web server. They hadn't patched for that. No, no. Well, this was on their create a skin. Uh, thing where you could create mm. your own skin. Man, Justin, dirty cows all over. Any, any comments on that, Justin? On the create your own skin tool? Uh, no, I got no? several okay, designs go percolating there. <laughs> so then he uh, he went into full pen test mode, and this is the part where he's likely going to get arrested because right. you can't pen test somebody's site without their permission. So he then wrote an HT access file into the the thing that allowed oh. him access to the entire file system, and then he started browsing around. He found their entire customer database. He found all the uploaded images people had done when they built their own case pictures. Nice. Uh, like nine gigs of content. Uh, he created an admin account for himself. He <laughs> accessed their that. CRM, created an account for himself there. He gained access to their help desk, which was Zendesk, technically a third-party system. He created an account for himself that was the owner. You think he'll like so, jail? He, I know. He, he did a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And get then, some custom skins. And, and then he undid it all. So he, he removed, he took all screenshots of all this stuff. He put it in his write-up, posted it on the web, uh, and then undid all <laughs> Please that. Please take me to prison. Yeah. <laughs> he called this yeah. Exhibit A. Yeah. And, yeah, and that will happen. Like, this guy broke the law. You can't do that. Um, so then he reached out to them. Now, because all the tweets were deleted, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, this guy genuinely tried to reach out and stuff. Right. But when I pulled up the tweets... So let me just start uh, here. Daniel, you're a security guy. So let's say if you got a tweet that said this, uh, you know, hey, Daniel, you failed the vibe check. I'd be like, okay. All right. Are you trying to say something about our slick wraps? (laughs) Yeah. So The vibe check. So in in his write-up, he says, I... I, in, I wanted to do a subtle tweet anticipating that security researcher white hat hacker in my Twitter bio like, would be sufficient enough for them to know. But personally, yeah, there's I would There's nothing have, about security in that no, whatsoever. I, I would have ignored that tweet. It's ridiculous. I, I would have right? thought it was somebody so, on them, you know, hitting the meth pipe. So they know, only do tweeting. raps for, for phones, right? Right. Okay. And, and like MacBooks and iPads. And stuff. Okay. Gotcha. So then he uh, he fired off another like an email to their tech support, which just went to you know Zendesk, and apparently they don't answer emails for days. Uh, and so a little bit that's later, that's why he created an account so we could answer his own yeah. request. Yeah. And so a little bit later, so that the first contact was at 1:04 a.m. and then he did the second contact at 1:40 a.m. So he didn't get a response in like 30 minutes. And so <laughs> then his next one was. Looks like your customers already aren't happy. This ain't going to make it any better. And then he posted some text excerpt from one of their support tickets. 
And but he doesn't say like, "Hey, I compromised your support system." He just posted some text, yeah. assuming that whoever I don't like saw this guy it, anymore. yeah, would, would know where that text came from. Yeah. And of course, they didn't. Uh, and so then he posted another one the same way. So he's like being really convoluted. He, he posted a URL next to a, a text file that he had written to their home directory, like, "Here's my proof of concept." But I'm not going to click on some link somebody sends me, especially a, a whack job. So <laughs> the guy did like the worst job of notifying them possible. He must yeah. write for Stack Exchange, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is just like the worst way to. Try to help someone no, possible. Right, right for the register. Yeah. yeah. Now it's not it's not all his fault though. It's like he's total dick, right? Mm -hmm. And and so he you know posted all this stuff in in a he could have certainly done this a lot better. But then when Slick Raps finally understood, finally caught wind, and this took days, right? Days later, uh, then they blocked him again. And started like patching and deleting and all that stuff and not notifying. And so uh, that's when he got really mad and said, that's it. I'm going to post all this stuff online. You guys are trying to cover it up. And that's when the breach happened. Really no one Dick looks moved good. Dick move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one looks good in this story. So, yeah. it, but it was, a, it was another set of individuals that like compromised their database and did a mass email that said, yo, well, your data's been compromised, right? According to the guy who... Oh, yeah. I, yeah, according to him, it, it wasn't me. Somebody else did it. I'm just. I mean, uh, I've been hacking your site for the last six days. But yeah. Also, it's I not believe vibing it. right with me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The vibe test. I believe this guy as much as I believe Shaggy when he says it yeah, wasn't him. It wasn't me. Oh. Shaggy? He's, uh, for some reason, I was like, oh, no, it's a reggae cool. rapper. From the early 2000s. It wasn't okay. me. I just immediately went Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I went Scooby-Doo as well. Did he eat the sandwiches yeah. instead of well, him? I knew the song, so <laughs> yeah. I understood the reference. Yeah. Whatever. We had uh, fun in this episode. There we go. We sure did. Hey, um, we're still having fun, and we've got some fun coming up. Uh, if you head over to itpro.tv slash webinars, uh, you would find out that this Thursday, February 27th, uh, is a webinar, How to Train Your End User, Running an Efficient Help Desk. And if you are listening to this podcast after that time, don't worry. If you head over to itpro.tv slash webinars, you can even watch the archived ones, uh, like uh, maybe ones on pen testing and things that would have helped uh, the slick wraps people. We also have Removing the Slack with Microsoft Teams. See what we did there? Uh, how to Deploy Teams in Your Organization is coming up on March 12th. Uh, it's going to be with Adam Gordon and Cherokee Boos. IGPro.tv slash webinars is the place to find out all about that. And as you're on the internet and browsing around, why don't you go over to go.idpro.tv slash technado. You can find a 30% off coupon code uh, for your personal subscription. It's good for the lifetime of your account. You can also uh, fill out a form and get a, a demo uh, for the Teams features that are available if you have a team. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, we got uh, Leap Day. Did you know it's a leap year? This year? It is. Yep. Very exciting. Uh, on 229. You sound excited. I am. Oh, my, hold on. Let me try that again. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. On 229, uh, <laughs> IT, Pro TV, IT Pro TV subscriptions will be only $229. For a year. For the whole year. Yeah. And you even get that extra day. Uh -huh. So it's 366 days that mm -hmm. you get. We don't shut your account off for Leap Day, even though you've only paid for 365 mm. which we should consider. Because that's, we're kind of getting screwed on that deal, I feel like. We can take one for the team. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, we're also making the entire course catalog free that day um, for um, people that uh, have a subscription but not a paid membership. So you can come and check out all the content and see what it's all about before you make that we're, huge commitment. We're taking credit for that, but in reality, there's a bug in the system that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't protect videos. Yeah. 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 Like, Apparently, <laughs> leap seconds of stuff yeah. will take down Cloudflare and make everything free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Should we patch that? No, don't patch yeah, it. Nobody will notice. Just make it a thing. <laughs> 
Um, I feel like there's other stuff going on. We got uh, unannounced stuff, like the Backdoors and Breaches game coming up. That's the other thing I was supposed to talk about. Yeah, Backdoors and Breaches. That is uh, a game put up by Black Hill Security, right? Black Hill Infosec. A physical card game, um, but we have... Uh, worked with them to create a digital version, and we're going to be uh, playing with uh, Don as kind of the MC game master, and then there's going to be four other uh, IT Pro TV entertainers that are going to be playing. Are you guys playing? You're playing. I'll be playing. Yeah. Are you playing? I don't Did think I'm in this here? round. No, it's Ronnie. Nope. Yeah, Ronnie, Mike, Mike Wes, Wes, Wes Daniel. and Daniel. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be exciting. Uh, but that's coming up uh, next Friday, which would be, uh, who knows? Mm, Hold on. Is it next Friday? What, the yeah. date? The, uh, yeah, six, that's yeah. going to be the 6th of March. Yeah. Uh, so look for that. Again, uh, just head over to IT Pro TV for that, and uh, you'll be able to uh, create a free account to watch that in the live stream. Uh, you don't have to pay for that. Uh, that is free with a free account. So hopefully we'll see you there, and uh, we'll learn all about backdoors and, and breaches. breaches. Or britches, as some of the employees say. Yeah, britches. Britches. Yeah. Or what did Val say? Backdoors uh, back, and break-ins? No, she says backyards. Yeah. And, and <laughs> backyards and breaches. Backyard backyard <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a whole different game. But anyway, um, uh, Wild Things is almost on TBS, so I have to uh, head home now and catch that. And everybody should subscribe, right? Yeah, but I got to go. To Netflix. <laughs> it's, almost, <laughs> it's almost that one scene. Uh, yeah. With Kevin Bacon. But yes, please subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel and, and uh, subscribe to uh, get all the latest... Uh, episodes here of Technated with Don Fazette, but you can also do that at iTunes and Google Play, and uh, we're on Spotify now. I got us on Spotify. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. I need to tweet back to the person who tweeted me to ask if we could get on Spotify. Yeah, I went through the rigorous um, selection process where you put in your URL. Huh, that's pretty... Hit, hit submit. Pretty heavy lift. Yeah, but I did it. Finally. Yeah, you're welcome. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. it's been I like you. URL in for like six days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Woo-hoo. That, that wasn't really the happy crowd. That's, that's happier. <laughs> yeah. Those kids sounded angry. Boo, Peter, boo. Sorry, kids. Well, anyway, you thanks for joining us up. this week. Uh, thanks again to our guest, uh, Zachy Zach, and uh, we will see you guys next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzette.